Hello and welcome to the Gone Wrong Podcast. I'm Ben and I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. As always, we're bringing you some of the latest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing the closure of the Pokemon trading card game online. Some Pokemon VGC players getting disqualified from Nationals for using the move Metronome. And previously suspended Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Terror Raid events returning but that's not all after last week where we hit our one year milestone we've leveled up evolved if you will like pokemon and each week we'll be discussing a controversial hot take on pokemon starting this week with the question is generation 2 overrated as always you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below Connor, first and foremost, how are we this week? I'm all right. I'm a little bit confused. I couldn't work out what was different about the intro. And I was like, why does this sound wrong? Why does something feel weird? It's because you took the um, Pokemon news and laughs along the way and put it further back. Yeah, I've I've twisted a few things around. I want to get your name in there earlier. Okay. And then break down like then then what we're doing. And then that ties in with the timestamps, and then we jump straight into the, the nah. news. Uh, there's, nah. there's, there's method behind the madness. It, it, it's, it's not going just to boost... madness, okay. Well, mm, that's not what the doctor says. <laughs> but... <laughs> Doctors aren't allowed to use the word mad anymore. No, that's not what they used. They used a really complicated word. Um yeah, crazy Titus or something like that. I'm, crazy I'm Titus, sure crazy Titus. <laughs> <laughs> but how are we anyway? Surviving, mate. Surviving. It's been a hell of a day. Surviving. But we're doing all right. Yeah. Well, we're here now, Connor, and this is this is the part where like everything just uplifts, right? <sighs> serene oh, and Grace takes over. Not Serene ever, Grace, that, though. Not Serene Grace. No. But our listeners know that, like, it's all it's all just good news here. Everything's positive. Everything's happy. Well, uh, is it, and, is it and, always good news? We we are quite a negative podcast. If our comments are to be believed, <laughs> no, no, we all no, just no, hate no. Pokemon and just <laughs> no, complain we every week. That's what that's what we do apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, the, to be fair, when when I was looking at the news of what we could discuss this week, the first two topics that just kept popping up were about issues with. Pokemon Go, of course, and I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, not touch, not touching Leave that with a barge pole. Done it to death. But I will say one thing: like Nantic messed up on something and have like done a really good compensation. Oh, okay. For for, for basically, they've they've uh, there was issues with the raids, and they've given everyone that carried out the raid a free pass and a free extra pass so they oh, basically okay. you you're basically gaining extra pass for the the issues so may, maybe now and six find listening and doing something good and apparently they've also um made improvements to uh remote battle passes as well like you now get a boost or something with them so but we're not discussing more about that because we're not a pokemon go podcast we are going to in fact jump in with our first piece of news which is that the pokemon tcg online it's officially closed. It's, it's done. It's gone. It's had its time. The the the. I was uh, the client. That's the word I was looking for. I was like yep. the system, the game, the client is gone. PTCG Live is officially launching very soon. You can still Thursday tra- the eighth of June. Eighth of June. There you go. So so very soon us. tomorrow for us. Yeah. Yes, they. If you're listening to this on the day of release. So yes, very very soon. Uh, we will get an official release. Is 
PTCG Live perfect? Nope. Sorry, it's it's still not, but that's what you've got to use now. You can still transfer all your cards over from PTCGO for the foreseeable future at least. But that's it. It's gone. It's over. It's been I, it's been a long time. So the the original so the PC the Pokemon TCG online was released in 2011. So it's 12 12 yeah. years ish old. Yeah. And it still blows my mind that it didn't really adapt or change a lot. But I'm hoping that this new live format is something that they build and develop over time. And as typical, the more people use it, the more likely they are to change things. Fingers crossed. Keep it fresh. Fingers crossed the developers get given a bit of money and a bit of time to work on it and improve it. He's hoping. Uh, I am going to check it out at some point because I've got a load of um, Pokemon cards that I want to transfer over. Let's move on to the second piece of news. So uh, last month we reported, or was it earlier on this month? No, it was last month. Last month, um, we reported on some issues with the Chestnut, Great Tusk, and Iron Treads raids. Uh, there was a bug that was causing people to lose out on rewards and also crashed the game. Yeah, there was uh, a reward that just came up as none. None. So Which... you got you you got the reward of none, and uh, <laughs> if if you accepted it, you your game your game died. Yeah, uh, they've now apparently fixed the issue because they are going to rerun the raids between the 16th and the 19th of June. Uh, Chestnut is a seven-star raid that will come with the Mightiest Mark and has the Rock Terror type. And the Great Tusk and Iron Treads are five-star raids. And I believe the Terror types are just random, random. They're random for that one. But um, you will nice only of- get Great Tusk and Scarlet, and you'll only get Iron Treads and Violet. That's it. That's it. Nice of them to rerun, rerun this, because I honestly thought they were just going to like die and... I mean, the Great Tusk and Iron Tread ones, I could see them letting die because it's not the biggest loss in the world. They could just go, oh, well, that didn't work. We'll maybe run yeah. it again sometime in the future. Um, they've mm. had to rerun them before because they did the they had a similar issue with Iron Leaves and Walking Wake, didn't they? Where some people just couldn't get them. Uh, no, it was they could they could get them, but without updating the game, which meant they got was the it. bad egg. Um, yes. Instead. Yes. <laughs> so so they reran those they're now rerunning these as well good glad uh glad that they fixed it glad that they pulled it and stopped everybody's games breaking let's let's hope we don't see any more of that in the future he is hoping he, he is hoping they've identified the issue they fixed the issue and we're not going to hopefully see it again but let's move on to the main piece of news around f- about four members of Team Korea's competitive Pokemon VGC team were disqualified from the Korean Pokemon Trainers Cup for trying to use the move Metronome in protest. So the protest was apparently against recent tournaments having uh, frustrating issues uh, such as best of one formats and shoddy communication from both organizers and the Pokemon company and apparently left players frustrated. So they decided to do a protest. And this protest was, well, we're just going to use Metronome. And their reasons behind this, uh, that one of the people that was banned, uh, and this is a quote, we were already locked for Pokemon Worlds Day 2, so not much was at stake. Uh, 
Um, so the team, so they were already guaranteed to go there, and they were just getting the the uh, the the matches would just decide uh, first through fourth place standings um, for that particular tournament that they were all a part of. Yes, and it would be live streamed. So mm-hmm. this was their plan. This is what they were going to do. And uh, before they, they were able to take part in this protest, uh, the players were disqualified from the finals via email on June the 3rd. They tried to get in contact. Uh, eventually, the reason for disqualification was revealed, and this is a quote, uh, all locked-in Pokemon had learned one specific move, <laughs> which was Metronome. Now, according to Pokemon Korea, the, this... Apparently, this falls into uh, pro- prohibited acts that are either an act of causing harm to other participants or giving an offensive image or other actions that Nintendo uh, Company Limited and Poke- uh, Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon Company and its subsidiaries deem inappropriate. So they're, they're the other reasons that they've given. Yeah. So basically, and you tried to show us up and we don't like it. Pretty, pretty much... Uh, so the, the Korean Pokemon Trainers Corp is essentially being cancelled altogether with no winners decided, and uh, Team Korea have lost their day two invites to the 2023 Pokemon World Championship. Yeah, so <laughs> reading through this is like really quite interesting, because, so for those of you who don't know, the Korean players are on, on their own circuit as far as VGC is concerned. So we have Ooh. the European circuit, the American circuit, Japan has their own one, and Korea has one as well. Uh, America and Europe have been running since last year. Since the end of COVID, they've been running and trying to get everything back on schedule as per normal. Before COVID, the Korean events, you had three IRL events each year. And then you would earn points in those, and that's how you would build up towards finals. The reason for this protest is because they haven't had an in-person, in-real-life event since COVID. They they haven't had one. All of the all the tournaments wow. they've been playing have been online only. As you say, they've been best of ones, which is not a good format for VGC. No. <laughs> And do you remember, was it last week or the week before we were talking about a tournament where people kept getting matched up against the same person over and over and over again? Yeah. They've had issue after issue after issue like that. The other problem as well is that the only uh, cup that they're running, the only tournaments and stuff they're running within Korea are the Trainers Cup, which doesn't have a juniors or a seniors division. It's masters only. Which means that no Korean under the age of 18 can compete at Worlds. It's, wow. it, it's ridiculous. So these are kind of the things they're protesting. And we've got a specific um, quote here from Nash, who is one of the players who was disqualified. Uh, so the four decided to go on metronome battle to protest against all these issues within our community. No IRL events, constant problems in the tour system, disregarding younger divisions, absurd comp- absurd compensation for the problems they caused. So that was the other thing. So it, this bit gets a little bit confusing. They basically, I'll just read it for, 
uh, verbatim. Um, so after the rematch, people were getting rematched after the same for the same person over and over and over again. Pokemon Korea decided that this tour is invalid and that top 16 from this tour will get unqualified. People who went top 16 here demanded compensation. Naturally, you were supposed to be like, going to Worlds. Mm. And Pokemon Korea decided to give them an invite to next year's Trainer Cup. This is basically just nothing since research since reaching Trainer's Cup was just getting 1600 in Global Challenge. Nothing even close to top-cutting it. So, remember we were saying over and over again, it's like, it's it, the Pokemon company doesn't communicate with their players and whenever they make a mistake, they don't make up for it properly. Mm-hmm. That feels very much like what has happened here. And all four players who reached the finals got together, had the same issue with the company and went, we could, we've all qualified. We're all going to day two, which if you don't know what that means to go to day two, it means you don't have to do, go through qualifications of worlds. You don't have to enter um, the big pool of players and get through day one. You've automatically qualified for day two. It's a huge step up. They've all turned around and went, "Let's let's just make it. Let's just make it a joke. If we're go- if we have to do this and we have to live stream it, let's make it a joke because that's what it is. It has been yeah. a joke, and we should show the world it. And instead of accepting that, or you know, changing their own ways, Pokemon just went, "Nope, bye." You you don't get to show us up. That's not how this works. Yeah, I think I, it would have been interesting knowing that this was going to be live streamed. Like, th- of course, they were always going to go. Yeah, this isn't. We're, we're not going ahead of this because you are bringing this competition and uh, uh, the company into disrepute by by doing this, and you're making a mockery of it. I'm not agreeing with the company at all, by the way. Like, the, mm. the, like they once they saw these... First of all, it should never have gotten this far, okay? The issues that we've we've spoken about in previous podcasts, like episodes, they, they should have been addressed. The company should have resolved these issues, fairly compensated the, the players. And honestly, the, comp- the compensation that you mentioned is, is an absolute joke. Like, you're going to go to a... To- you're guaranteed to go to a tournament next year that you were probably 99% likely to go to anyway because the the bar of entry was so low and then and once they've seen these teams because you have to submit your teams in advance Mm -hmm. don't you so they've seen the teams they've gone okay they're all running metronome obviously something is is off here and instead of doing the the what i would say is the correct thing and reach out to the train the the players and just go we've what's going on here just explain it please and then okay this is the reason why we get it. And then putting in the correct measures of, okay, we're sorry it's gotten this far. First and foremost, please don't do this. We can assure you that, that we are, we, you're, you're heard, you're understood, and we're going to resolve it by doing the following things. Please resubmit your teams in the next you know, 24 hours, whatever it might be, and let's move on past it. Instead of doing that, which would feel like, okay, we're listening to the to the players. We've addressed the issue. We're going to improve. It's almost like they've just thrown the toys out of the pram. Oh, well, they can't do that. No, no, these 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 little people can't do that. We can't have them 
causing issues for our company, which, let's be honest with you, wouldn't even exist without these types of players. Yeah. And it just... It's absolutely infuriating that, as always, like, the company takes the wrong things away from an issue. Yeah. And I, and I think that's it. I think... The fact is, they've now not learned their lesson. They've now not gone, ah, somebody wanted to protest. We should probably look at this. They've gone, mm. somebody wanted to protest. We should deal with it. And that's not that's not the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. it sucks to have, obviously, players of really high caliber just removed from 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 the tournaments, from Worlds have your invite yeah. from worlds revoked yeah that's 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 massive just to just to i guess play a little bit of like you know devil devil's advocate for the company i can understand why they've taken such a strong approach and just got nope flat out like if, if you protest like done and dusted like i don't agree with that by the way like mm. I, I believe you know you should be allowed to protest and that is how that is one of the one of the ways that you can implement improvements and change in the world to make it a better place i'm a firm believer to your right to protest but as a company i get why they've done it because well if everyone just starts protesting at the tiniest little issue potentially at the tiniest little issue we open ourselves up to competitions falling apart. Could you imagine if they suddenly, if people did it at Worlds and people have paid to go and it's on the live streams and the the amount of revenue the company gets from this and the the footfall and the traffic and you know it falls apart because of people protesting, even though people should be allowed to protest. I can understand why they've probably gone. We need to take a strong stance on this, even if it might lead to some backlash. Hopefully, it shuts down future protests. I can understand why they've done it. I don't agree with it, but I can understand why they've done it. See, I could understand them just going, right, we're just not playing it. If you guys yeah. want to do this, like, you, we understand that you're just treating it as a joke. We, we just not do it. Hmm. We, you, you all come forth. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the ideal outcome, really. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult to say because you're right. Like they can't, they can't allow people to make a mockery of the game. Mm. But you're talking about players who have had ten games to qualify for the world, and that's all they've had available to them because that's all that's been run all year. These these yeah. are some of the best players in the world, and they're they're being treated like they're nothing. Hmm. Hmm. And let, let's be honest with you, like like any company, this is just a Pokemon, like any company, without its fan base, its consumers, its customers, it dies to death, it goes away. Mm. And you can only push people so far, and Pokemon get the Pokemon company gets away with a lot more than I think other companies might yeah. get away with. But there's always a tipping point. There's always a balance where people just go, no, I'm done. And for these four players, this might be it. They well, might they just be, you walk know away what? now. Yeah, and they just go, you know what? We try to we try to protest in a way that did no harm. You know, but did no harm. And let's be honest with you, brought, probably brought a bit of humor. And because the thing they, is, they might have looked at it from, I, I'd have watched it. 
I can I, I can almost guarantee you that stream would have popped off. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> like four four professional VGC players are all trying to win metronome with metronome. Oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And instead of yeah, instead of doing the right thing, they've gone, let's do it this way. And those trainers now might be going, Okay, we wanted to protest and we wanted to do it in a funny way that didn't didn't impact on anything, but would draw attention because Oh, why are these VC- VGC tr- players using metronome? Oh, well, this is the reason why. Oh, okay, right. And they're doing it in a humorous way, probably thinking, well, no harm can come of it. We're not intentionally throwing. We're just trying to bring light. We're just trying to bring light to an issue in a light-hearted way, which I think is always a good way to do it. Because there's, then there's, a there's, co- there's another method. They could have just loaded up with like tail whip and yeah. then just run down the clock for every single turn. And just oh, you, yeah. you just wasted everybody's time. Mm. Perfectly valid. Mm. But instead yeah. they went, no, let's do it a funny way. Let's do it one yeah. that's still entertaining to watch. Will it be the strategy and heavy thinking game that everybody's looking forward to? No. But that's not what we want to do. We want to make a point. And I <sighs> do you think their point has been made louder because the po- Pokemon company has reacted this way i think it's hard to say because of how close we are to it happening valid i think it's going to be interesting to see this play out it's going to be interesting to see whether it would like because ultimately i kind of feel like this will push one of two ways it will either go people just going i'm not risking losing you know all the time and effort I put in, I'm not even going to protest. I'm just going to keep my head down and put up with whatever's going on. Or you can flip the other way, and players throughout the world in the different uh, competitions could go, no, 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 hold on, this this isn't right. And you could have multiple players, multiple teams, and multiple regions also kicking off. I think mm. it's going to go one of the two ways. And this is something that I I, I don't know enough about it, to, to say which way it is likely to go, but I am interested to know which way. It yeah, will go. It, we're gonna we're gonna watch this space basically. Yeah, yeah, I, and just see just see what happens. But the great thing is, if people start, it's, it's one of the great things about social media and all that is that if more people come forward and go, you know what, this isn't right. I'm also going to protest. It will just start to roll and cannonball, and people will spread it. And then, who knows? We will we will see. The fact that it's happened once and it's already made a couple of new sites. The more it happens, the more likely it is to to build. But we will keep you updated with all the latest news on this story. So be sure to subscribe. There you go. I did Very it. nice. I like that. that was a nice nice little plug there. Um, we've had a question courtesy of a regular listener, Luis, who has asked if you could select an underrated Pokemon and turn it into a ride Pokemon. What would it be? Okay, so I have an answer to this, and I had one quite quickly. I think it should be Ice Q or Delibird, and I think you should be able to sled okay. on them. Oh, I th- okay. I think yeah. you should be able to go from the top of a mountain and sled down on them, similar to what we do in on Coridon Maridon on the downhill uh yeah, slope yeah yeah that should be a ride mechanic and you should be able to ride on the back of these two awesome penguins i like that and you know what i like about the eskew one is i feel like if they did it right there could be like a you, you slide down it's just normal but if you slide down and it bumps its head on something it gets faster like 
I was going to say his ice breaks and then he like panics and runs around and tries to. Oh, right. No, see, I was, like, I was thinking if you use ice cue, it's got a big ice head. So you go down yeah. really slowly. So you need to hit something for it to speed up. Oh, I like that as well. I like that as well. So I, I do have one question. Dally Bird's a penguin? Is that a thing? Of course Dally Bird's a penguin. It's a Santa penguin. I've never thought about it. I just, I've never thought about his design. I've just like got, kind of gone, oh, it's it's a bird with a sack. It's an iceberg. With a tail. Is it? <laughs> a penguin. I've never, I've just never clocked. I've never yeah. thought about it. How do, uh, what kind of penguin is it? It's the, it's the one with the funny eyelashes. Oh, so it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I know, I know what you're on about now. Yep, yep, yep. It is, it is officially a penguin. I just can't believe I've never cottoned on. So I, I've got a couple of ideas, mm-hmm. and I, I, and I'm just going to cover two of them now. I, when Lewis asked this question, I, I thought he meant a Pokemon that could do all the ride forms, very much like okay, ride makes on sense. Ride on. So I, I chose two Pokemon. The the strange one is Smeagol. It's a Pokemon that doesn't doesn't get any love. And yet it has a really interesting gimmick in terms of it can sketch moves. So it can, it can learn a lot of different moves. So it could learn cut. It could like, like let's go mechanics in terms of here's the Smeagol. It watches somebody use cut. It can suddenly use cut. So that's yeah. one way we could do it. And the other one that I would love to see is a bit like, um, you know, how people are like, some people complain that we haven't had more evolutions. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I subscribe to that. I would like to see more evolutions. But another Pokemon that I, I feel like should be getting more love is Rotom because of its forms. We've yeah, had several forms, uh, but I feel like there could be more forms that implement ride mechanics. Yeah, we get kind. a bunch of them in the anime and stuff like that as well. We get like drone Rotom and stuff like that now. Exactly. Exactly. So could you imagine if you could like, oh, you've got a car and you put your rotom into it oh you've got a plane you put your rotom into it like and i mean that's you how did, you, you navigate did have, to be fair in uh sword and shield the rotom bike was oh, effectively yes. all of your hms good point yes because it could go over the water what else could it do could it do anything else uh not really it could just go over the no water. <laughs> it's just ride, ride to see that, that, was, that was about it once well, but you, you didn't know, have that, to do that, much yeah. there was a taxi for everything else there was there was so there and, and the, the last one is ditto because it can just transform into anything but of course but but yeah, so that'd be quite interesting to just see a ditto. But if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter, and all that information is in the description down below. So you don't need to get a pen and paper and uh, jot it down. But let's move on to the the big new addition to this podcast which is kind of called devil's advocate but it makes sense to be giratina's advocate right Naturally. it just doesn't it just doesn't roll off the tongue maybe we need to maybe over time it will yeah give us better suggestions in comments and email yeah. us and stuff and give us ideas about what you'd like to us to debate so the way that the way this is going to work we just need to pre- preface this like so this week we're we're discussing is generation two overrated now the way it's going to work is one of us each week will take one side of the argument and the other person will take the other side of the argument that doesn't necessarily mean that person believes with that statement or 
you know, is on board with that statement. But they, this devil's advocate, they have to fight for that. And of course, you have to let us know in the comment section down below on YouTube, or you can just email us and, and all that stuff to let us know who you think won. But this week is Generation 2 overrated. Now, Connor, you are arguing for the side that it is overrated, Yeah, correct? I'm so thrilled to be arguing that my favourite generation is overrated. Let's go. Okay. And I'm arguing that it's not overrated. So I suppose so, I've, i got to start this, right? I would argue you start first. Okay. Yes. Let's face facts, okay? Everybody thinks that Gen 2 is the best generation, and it's not. Gen 2 isn't even the best Johto. Johto was done better in Generation 4, and I don't care how you want to say, well, actually, it's still Johto, so that's Gen 2. It's not. Generation 2 means the second generation of games, which is gold and silver and crystal, all right? They're not good. They're, they're, they're not as good as everybody makes them out to be. A, the the obvious go-to is the fact that, you know, the level curve is garbage. Absolutely garbage. Yes, it's it's fun that they try and allow you to do, like, three different gyms all at the same time. But all that really means is that you fight one gym and the next two are really easy. And you can't catch any decent Pokemon around any decent level. Grinding takes forever. And let's let's think about it as well. What's the other thing people say is great about Generation 2? Kanto. Do you know where Kanto is better? Generation 1. Or Generation 3 in Fire Red Leaf Green. If you want to play through Kanto, go play through Kanto. Not this, like, cut-down version of it where we don't even get a proper... Uh, Ile- not Ilex Forest. What's the other one? Uh, Viridian. Uh, Viridian Forest. You don't even get a proper Viridian Forest. It's it's just not there. Um, the, the story is all out of line. The gym leaders are supposed to be really powerful, but none of them actually are by the time you get there. By the time you actually set foot in Kanto, none... We're talking about the level curve... The level curve goes off the wall once you get to Kanto because everything's still level five for some stupid reason, even though this is post-game. Sure, great. And then what? You go through all of that and you face red. Ooh, red, the best. Oh, it's the best fight ever. It's it's so good. It's not. It's not that great. He just grinds. He's just got really high-level Pokemon. It's not a hard fight. He hasn't got really good strategies. It's just high level, which means all you've got to do is grind for it, and that's not fun. What's the, what's the worst part about gaming? Uh, what's the worst, worst part about Pokemon? Grinding. Everybody would agree. So the red fight is stupid. Kanto, go play Fire Red Leaf Green. Go play Red and Blue. Let's see what else. Uh, Chikorita. Chikorita sucks. <laughs> oh, wow. Chikor- okay. Okay. No, no, no. Hear me out. Chikorita sucks <laughs> in Gold and Silver. Chikorita was introduced in this game and was shafted from the off. Like, even Charmander, who probably is the worst pick in Kanto, was the best design. How are you going to take the worst design Pokemon and make them the worst (laughs) Pokemon for that game? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's think what else. Breeding takes way too long. Uh, day-night cycle sounds cool until you realize that you're playing on a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance and it's in the dark and the screen doesn't glow and I can't see anything. And friendship takes way too long and there's no way of measuring it. There you go. Your turn. Okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to each of your arguments. I'm gonna break them down in a rational way and then I'm gonna add my 
own. So the low levels that you you mentioned, you know, you get to you, you complete the first uh, four gyms and then gyms five, six, and seven. You can take in in any order. If anything, I would argue that that's an evolution to Pokemon, and it was it's proto gen 9 before gen 9 was a thing they were it's the it's the perfect sequel they were like how do we change how do we adapt how do we improve and the way you do that is to go okay let's make this game more your story your individual story and you can choose which way to go and but whichever way you pick you have a terrible story that follows up after it the first choice is the only one that matters after that it sucks but that's only if you if you decide to go ham and just completely over level. Like I still maintain that like Jasmine is a difficult a difficult trainer to take on because because Steelix is such a busted mon and you know the the the, the next gym in terms of I'm trying to remember is it's Price and Chuck, Chuck. and 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 Chuck. But the great thing about that is you can just you can just explore. You can you don't have to commit to taking on any one of them. You can it opens up the world and you get to catch your mons. And the reason the level cap isn't so so high at that point is because you might get to that point. You suddenly have this world open up and go, I'm gonna rejig my team. I'm gonna go out and catch all these different to what? mons. So you don't want them to be to what? what do you what do you get to rejig them to? What do you get to go catch? Ben? What cool so, Joto <laughs> What cool Johto Pokemon do you get to catch pre post game? What cool <laughs> Johto jo- Murkrow can't have it. Slugma can't have it. Skarmory can't have it. Tyranitar you can't have it. You can't have any of the cool Johto Pokemon pre post game. And they okay, know this on. because <laughs> even no no because even the gym leaders suck. Your ace for the first gym is Pidgeotto. Your ace for the second gym is Scyther. The guy has a Metapod, a Kakuna, and a Scyther in a game with freaking Heracross. Miltank, sure, I'll give you Miltank, right? Miltank's a bit of a boss, but she still uses a Clefairy because we couldn't get another decent normal type. Couldn't give her Dunsparce. Dunsparce has to say a secret. But what we have to remember is this is a game for Double Children. Chuck uses Poliwrath. Yes, even Jasmine uses a magneton. No, even Jasmine uses Magnemite, Magnemite, and an evolution to a Kanto Pokemon because there's no decent additions in Generation Two that come before pre-post game. But this is the thing, though. Generation One, a lot of the Pokemon were the same. Brock uses two rock and ground types. Misty uses pure water. Uh, Surge uses pure electric. Erica predominantly uses grass and poison, with the exception uh, with the with one grass type and Tangler. Like they're all the same typings. It's rather boring. Whereas Johto went, how can we improve on these mechanics? And uh, so, for example, Bugsy, like yes, uses uses metapod which is just bug then also a bug and poison and a bug and flying and then normal different because normal is really only normal but then when you get to chalk and he goes oh it's not just fighting pokemon you got to deal with it's also a water type to give me some diversity and he utilizes those different typings so well doesn't he because the move (laughs) sets are so well built to utilize those different no 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 go on tell me all the flying type moves scyther has uh, probably air cutter. Uh, no, it doesn't. Not. Probably it's nothing. No. He has nothing. It's nothing. got fury no. cutter. Okay. It's got fury, fury cutter. cutter. That's right. what it uses. That's all it uses. But what I like about the, this game is the fact that it's 
It starts off quite easy, hence why the first gym leader is so simple to beat. But that's okay because it, it is aimed at children who are coming into this maybe for the first time and you have to build them up and slowly ramp up the difficulty and as always the three starters there is basically an easy a medium and a hard just like there was in generation one and you get that in generation two chikorita is the difficult one because he is weak to the first two gym leaders um and then cinderquill is is medium because he has an advantage over one of them and totodile's neutral um and moving on, because obviously we, we do have time, um, let's move on to Kanto is overrated. Okay? Uh, the Kanto edition okay. is overrated. Okay, yes. Okay. Now, I couldn't disagree with you more. This is a sequel before sequels were a thing. Like, the surprise of, I've completed this game, let's move on. But, oh no, you get to go and re-experience the game that made you fall in love with Pokemon, and you not only get to explore it, but several years have passed, and you get to see how that has changed, how Misty looks older, Cinnabar Island is now under a volcano, Team Rocket is nowhere to be seen, like, things have evolved, like much like Black and White 2 went, let's do, let's do a sequel, and, you know, Gen 2 did that first. They did it years ago. And the fact that they're able to fit two games, two games, let's not forget that. They fit two games onto one cartridge. And that is value for money. Because, like, as a child, and you had to persuade your parents to buy you a game, could you imagine knowing? Oh, no, it's not not one game. It's it's two. It's 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 two games. Well, hang on. And... You, you, you can't say it's a surprise and say that you're getting value for money because you know you're getting two games. That argument can, doesn't hold I... up. It depends on which one of the two you are. Well, no, that, that, you, can, you can't have both. That's not how that works. <laughs> fine, fine. I will say that the surprise, the surprise, the the wow factor of doing that is is the thing that's the, right, but the, is, that is, is amazing is, about this is game. It, is it that big of a surprise though? Because you go to Kanto when you yes. go to the Pokemon League, and instead of getting a whole new Pokemon League with a whole new bunch of trainers, we're forced to face the same idiots we had last time. Oh, except from one of them's being kicked out and replaced with Koga, well, who's okay. only it's a gym a... leader. Great, Karen. Karen's an addition. Karen. Karen's cool. I'll give you Karen. But you know Thank who you. the do you know who the elite four, who the master of the elite four is? Lance, the guy who got busted by both blue and red in the last game. He's a second-hand elite four member. Like he doesn't belong there. He's an awful champion. Okay, I, I, I. Well, grant that he could be a bit stronger, but like, yes, Karen is now in the Elite Four and they've booted someone else. That's fine. Like the, the two two of the trainers have changed in Koga and Karen, but that's oh, that's and, progress. Um, that... Will Will's there instead of Lorelai. Well, there you go. We've got three brand new Elite Four members. Things have changed, but not completely changed because it's only been three years. So things will naturally change. They don't want to throw everything out. They just want to change little elements to show that the the world has evolved. It is lived in. Like you weren't in the game for three years, but things have progressed. And let's just, if we're talking about there's the barely wild any victory factor, road. There's barely any victory road. 
Good, because we're sick and tired of Victory Road. We're like, sick Victory and tired of Victory Road. It's annoying. By the yeah, second the game, it's, you're annoyed of Victory Road. Victory Road. You just, you've <laughs> been the eight gyms, and you just, at this point, you're like, I just want to, I just want to beat the Elite Four. So hang oh, on, you're I've coming off the, you're coming Road. off the back of Red and Blue, where you could find Moltres in Victory Road, and you're like, yeah, no, nah, that's, that's an awful place. I don't ever want to go there. But that's okay, because like, what benefit would Victory Road, having Victory Road be exactly the same as Gem 1 have? You might as well just go, you know what, let's just glance over that because they already did it in the previous game. We don't need to wait. It va- like This game values its players' time and goes, we don't want to waste people's time with that. Like they're, they're here to take on the Elite Four. Let's just let them take on the Elite Four. And the wow fact, let's just, if we're talking about the wow facts of this game, getting up to Mount Silver as a child and just walking up and going, that sprite looks familiar. That sprite looks very familiar. Oh, they turn around and dot, says nothing. Dot dot. Exactly, because that's the player from Generation Y. It was the playable character that never spoke. It is you. To have that player speak breaks the illusion that it it's does not speak your character. Because people ask you your name and you tell them. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't see that your character speak, do you? You never see the character actually. Talk. You, 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 you can answer you yes, no. Yeah, but as we've already agreed that like in previous podcasts, like that doesn't make it like it doesn't make a difference. Doesn't doesn't matter if it makes a difference. <laughs> the point is that you speak, and the the red doesn't speak comes from this game, not the original game. This game altered red's appearance to the rest of the world. Before this, we had manga red, and manga red is a badass. Yeah, but, Instead, but the different now we've got Mr. Silent who nah. just grinds all his Pokemon up to the highest <laughs> level it, and claims that, that cool? is victory. Okay, but let's not take away from the wow factor of rocking up and being like, oh, it's red. I'm being forced, forced into a fight with some amazing music. And you're like, oh my lord, he has all the starters from Generation 1. He has Oh Pikachu. yeah, because nobody's Snorlax. ever seen those before. But you know what? I want my final boss of this game to have all the Pokemon I've seen from the last game. That's what I want. But that makes sense because he he journeyed through Kanto. He was a Kanto player. Uh And he does have he does he does have one. He does have one Pokemon that isn't isn't a Kanto Pokemon, and that's an Espeon. Which makes sense because it comes from a Kanto Pokemon in Eevee. And like, yes, we've seen Charizard. We've beaten it before, depending on who you start who you start was in Gen 1. We've beaten Blastoise before, depending on what your starter was. And the same with uh with Venusaur. And Snorlax. But this is the first and Snorlax. But this is the first time. The first time. And I don't think it's happened since, but I might be wrong. That you fight all three. We've never had that before. Because they cycle, they they your rival picks a Pokemon and then builds a team around that. Red was unlike this. It it was the wow factor of, oh, he's got all four starters from Generation One. This is a battle I am not geared up for. I am not prepared for. And yes, it's a it is a high level. And yes, you could just grind. But I've done challenge videos before, and I know that the fun sometimes isn't about just wrecking shop it's about okay how can i make this difficult for myself and maybe i'm not going to grind to a high level i'm going to try and take him on and beat him to prove i'm the best trainer which is ultimately what pokemon's about okay so when you go and watch uh, a movie these days right mm. and have you seen the new super mario movie have, what yeah what did you think of it uh i i 
It's fine, right? It's fine. We're not, we're not movie We're, we're not the, movie the reviewers, okay, but, but right. I, I do have it's, a point off this, right? It's, it's great f- for children, but not for adults. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah. you know when they go, ah, oh, look, here's Donkey Kong. You remember Donkey Kong? You like Donkey <laughs> Kong, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please clap. That's how this feels, right? Oh, you I can't disagree. turn around to me and be like, ah, oh, do you know what the best thing in Johto is? All the stuff that carried over from Kanto. Well, just play Kanto then. There's oh, lots no. of ways of playing Kanto. No, no. <laughs> like, like, which I could understand if this was just, oh, it's it's a lazy sequel in terms of you going through Kanto again. This wasn't a lazy sequel. This took so many elements from Kanto, uh, from Gem 1, sorry, and went, let's improve on them. And you've already mentioned them yourselves. Breeding. It added the new mechanic of breeding. And while, yes, it could take too long, let's not forget, we got the intro- introduction of baby Pokemon. Like, oh, yeah, because everybody Pokemon. loves baby Pokemon. Woo. But this is them mixing it up and going, hold on, right. It's not just about game Pokemon in the wild anymore. There are new and exciting ways to discover Pokemon. And the day-night cycle makes it feel like a real lived-in world just like in real life we have day we have night and like that 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 thing that was so good that they removed it the very next generation we're not talking about the next generation (laughs) though Connor. we're talking about this generation okay in this generation it was amazing going through like build it like cities when it's night and seeing that oh they've actually taken the time to add lights and change the color palette and then the kicker the amazing kicker was hold on i'm not getting rattatas anymore in this first route I'm getting Hootoots. Like, the Pokemon that you can get have changed, and it allows you to explore Johto a lot more and go, okay, so now not only do I need to do each route once, I now need to do it twice to build out this Pokedex and and find all these new, these new Pokemon. And the friendship mechanic that you've mentioned, like, again... It's a way that they improve on it. Okay, how how else can we continue to develop and add to the Pokemon franchise friendship? And it's not just there for the sake of being there. You have moves like return and frustration that get a benefit from that, allowing you to, okay, I'm going to build a bond with my team and that bond will allow them to get stronger and learn a really, really powerful move. And... Let's not let's not stop there actually. Let's talk about the addition of new HMs as well. Constantly building on what came before in bigger and better ways. And one of the things that we've, you know, we've agreed in the past about Pokémon is um the the newer games, they've cut off a lot of that exploration. It is very much you go down a hallway, you battle a Pokémon or a trainer or a gym leader, you go down another hallway. It's very much the same old. Whereas this this game allows you to explore. Like, oh, you suddenly get Whirlpool. I can go back to the Whirl Islands now. And you can you can continue to explore. And that's only increased by the post-game of, I can explore even more of this game and find more ways to fall in love with this game. And l- let's be honest, they didn't just recycle the story as well. Like, yes, we do have the eight... The eight gym badges and we do have the elite four okay and that's something that is that good that it was it's been repeated multiple generations because it is a staple it's what people remember but the fact that you know we get to see team rocket three years on and what's happening with team rocket and yeah because we couldn't come up with a new evil team 
well, we don't need to because we're, we're only like, you know, a couple of miles west of the original area. It would make sense for Team Rocket to be in that geographical location. And let's not forget about Lance as well. Like Lance plays an integral part of this story. How cool was that? Oh, this is this is that guy from the first generation and he's here and we're finally getting backstory to these characters. They're not just, oh, come into my gym. We're going to fire. Okay, a couple of lines of dialogue. See you later. Like he's taking an integral part in the story. And you know what? Like just to jump around a little bit, we got shinies as well. Like they, they 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 constantly implement. Like we got male and female. We got shinies. The fact that like that Gyarados and finding the shiny Gyarados. There's a reason everyone talks about you know red red Gyarados and it's famous because it was the it was the first easy to obtain shiny that you would you would find. And then you know you come back and Lance is there, and it's just constantly building all these mo- moments of this is new, this is new, this is new, and they're not recycling things so for example you know the ice path that you have to go through and it's a new way to explore it's like okay we've done caves let's do caves with a spin on it and this time we've got you know the 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 ice that you have to slide on and the puzzles that are missing in the later games but by, by the way i've spoken a lot here so i want to give you the opportunity to, to oh, no, I, 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 i'm just sat here silently not agreeing with you i fully disagree um <laughs> Yes, it added a whole bunch of stuff in. Yes, it was um, a huge step up from red and blue. But Gen 3 was a huge step up from this. Gen 4, even further of a step up. And it's almost like Gen 2 gets lorded over as the perfect sequel. And how can it be the perfect sequel if it's been constantly improved on since? And okay. it has to be, it has to come down to nostalgia. Because even a lot of the arguments you made, as you say, it's, oh, well, the first time you stepped in Kanto. Oh, well, the first time you met Red. Oh, well, the first time you did this. It's like, okay. But from an objective point of view, that's that experience only happens once. And then you have to review the game as a game. And you still then come down to the fact that there's just not enough new pokemon to experience there's only a hundred added and as i say most of them aren't even available to you most of the way through the game so it's and and as i say the level curve across the gyms sure there's post game and stuff like that but the actual gym challenge is not that challenging the elite four is that in their mid 40s it's not a hard game because the actual breadth of the game is only designed to be half of a game and it's difficult to turn around and say ah the best generation yeah that one that was built is half a game so while you could argue that it is half a game you can't deny that the quality of life and improved features that they bought yes they added on it in generation three they added on added on it in generation four but each generation the the improvements get less and less and i'd argue that the the one the the one gap between generations where the improvements mattered the most were between gen 1 and gen 2 it set the scene and yes they might have removed some of those features like the day and night cycle but that's that's game freak they like to mix things up and change things and you know they add things and take things away because they constantly want to keep us surprised and excited for 
features and, you know, we'll all go absolutely crazy when Gen 10 rolls around and it brings back the day and night cycle. And there's a reason why, because it's a, it's a great feature that we've had and they've constantly improved and added to to Pokemon. And it's it's so evident in this game of it isn't a lazy sequel. Okay. It is a, it, what, what's the story of Generation 2? So, young boy gets uh-huh. a Pokemon, uh-huh. decides to take on the eight gyms, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, Team Rocket show up, and he has to deal with Team Rocket. And then he decides, okay, right, I'm going to, you know, take on the Elite Four, but under no, all no, no, that... No, 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 what, 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 what are Team Rocket doing? Team Rocket want to take over the radio tower to broadcast signals to get Giovanni to return to bring Team Rocket back to its glory days. Right. So... The, the perfect the, story. Tale as old as time, that kind of... <laughs> so the, so the, the overarching story of Generation 2 is yeah. that a team that has already been defeated are trying to rebuild. A team that has already been smashed to smithereens, we're just picking up the leftovers and throwing them in the trash. So you're a litter picker. That's what you are. <laughs> you're basically wow. doing community service in this wow. entire game. Right? Okay. You're getting the sloppy seconds of red. That's what this game is. That's the main story. Okay. So I would... What's the main story <laughs> of the first one? Team Rocket worked with Blaine to create the most powerful Pokemon in the world. And it escaped their lab. And they are doing everything within their power to hunt it down to overtake the world. What's the story of Generation 3? Oh, oh Archie and Maxi are using really power or trying to capture the most powerful Pokemon in the world to flood it or turn it turn it into constant land. Oh, what's the story of Generation 4? Oh, Cyrus wants to use his team to grab the gods of space, time, and the distortion world to create a brand new world. Generation 2 doesn't have a story. And that's why it's perfect, right? I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. Gener- <laughs> right. Every other, ge- every other generation, right? It is from generation three onwards, it's 10 year old boy or girl saves the world. Completely unrealistic. Generation one, 10 year old boy stops the mafia using the power of friendship and Pokemon unrealistic generation two no like he's not dealing with the best of the best he's not dealing with the cream of the crop he is dealing with the outcasts and therefore it is believable that he is able to go through the story and let's not forget he's got lance helping him okay lance is helping him but you talk about what the story of gen 2 is ultimately it's not about the story it's about it's not about like the destination it's the journey okay it's the exploration is the heart of of this game, of being that little child, of being able to explore this, and I don't mean me as a little child, I mean the, the character, exploring the world to their heart's content. And that is why the Pokemon are so spread out, because it wants to encourage and reward you for going out of your way to complete the Pokedex by exploring areas that that are off the beaten path. The the issue with the later games, you know, you, you, there is no point exploring because all the Pokemon are just there on the on the on the same paths. Unfortunately, now I'm sorry. Considering Ho-Oh was originally supposed to be in both games, it has nothing to do with the story. It's just there, right? And Lugia weren't wasn't even meant to be in these games. It was a movie exclusive Pokemon that got dragged over because it looked cool. 
The legendaries I, I, make no sense. And the dogs are the worst addition. Roaming Pokemon is horrendous and should have died with this generation. The fact that this generation added dogs alone means that it's, it's, it's overrated. So, so, I'm sorry, but like, the legendaries. Zapdos, Articuno, Moltres, what purpose do they serve to the story they don't they're just there for the sake of it and they're even there for exploration is... you're talking about oh it's all about the journey it's all about exploration well what's no, better to no, find one, what's not. better to find than legendaries at the end of these oh you want to go off the beaten path let's go to this power plant and make our way through it and find zapdos oh let's go off the beaten path and go to these go to the islands i forget what the islands are called but yeah and then we'll do a strength yeah. puzzle and then we'll find Articuno. oh we've gone to the elite four now we're on our way through through victory road do you know what let's go off the beaten path even now and find a legendary pokemon the dogs you walk in they go ah run away but that that's that's why i admit that's what's great because in the originals yeah you 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 explore you find these pokemon and then you battle them whereas this they went okay well we've already done that how how do we change this how do we mix this up and how do we make it more annoying you find the pokemon (laughs) Uh, it's only annoying if you can't figure out the mechanics that you need. It's dead simple. It, it it It's about, okay, these are now roaming around and you need to figure out a strategy to catch them. And that means that you might have to get Pokemon that you that you haven't been using so far. Pokemon with mean loot. Pokemon oh, yeah, so, that, that, so they can just use Roar against you. Yeah, but that's only if you're a higher level. If you're a lower level. If you're a higher level, mean loot, sorted, and then slowly whittle them down and catch them. And let's be honest with you, like Gem One, Moltres, terrible design. Zapdos, you know, a pretty good design for the for the day, and the same with Ar- Articuno, pretty good. But all three of them, their how they look, were improved with Pokemon Sword and Shield with the DLC. Okay, uh, because honestly, the original designs weren't that great, especially the sprites. There's a reason Ho-Oh and Lugia haven't been changed they haven't been adapted because their designs are so perfect and that's exactly why they dragged them into this game because of how good they look how fantastic they they look and the fact that they mix up like lugia okay right let, let's add a secondary typing it's one of the great things about this game is they don't just bring in a load of pokemon and go okay let's just give them all grass and poison typing oh let's just give them pure normal typing yeah they let's give sport. lugia the psychic typing because you know that it's strong it's a strong pokemon and therefore it should be psychic the fight despite the fact it's a water dragon let's give it let's let's give it flying psychic because psychic is strong but and, sure it, and you it, can't it, it sit can there you can't sit there and say that the gen one designs suck but ho is great because ho is a gen one design good sir yeah, no, I, I, so, so, uh, yeah, but I think both of them are Gen 1 designs. No, Lugia was designed specifically for the movie. Okay, okay. But, like, yes, yes, it, 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 yeah, I will agree it was a Gen 1 design, okay, but it was head and tails above the other flying bird Pokemon, which is why they went, okay, right, we can't lower the standards of this Pokemon by inserting it next to Moltres of all Pokemon. Oh no, like it the, can't sit next the... to the other chicken. <laughs> Hold on. Hello is majestic. Hello is not not a not a, a, a thingy. But the fact that like you have to Hello like, is an dig overgrown turkey <laughs> that wow, has been a... fallen into a pot of skills. Can't say, can't say remove your hateful words. <laughs> but 
let, let, let's talk about the one thing that everyone loves about this, okay? The one thing, like, whenever you talk to people about the later gens and, you know, your rivals, they always complain, oh, the rivals are boring, the rivals aren't exciting, the rivals are just, let's be friends, let's go on an adventure together. The, the, the best, the best rival is blue. Is, is not blue, believe it or not. He's second best, but top, top is um oh what's his what is his name? Oh is he's Silver? that good! He's that <laughs> yeah, because good you, you forgot his name! You can call him whatever you want, because you can call him whatever you want. Silver. <laughs> silver, it's silver. Yeah. Like this guy who, like, you know, he 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 is there straight from the start. Like you before you even go into into the um into the professor's lab, it's oh, right. Who's this person here? And he gives you that attitude. And you get to see, like, this character arc. You know, we talk about trainers and, and Pokemon um, characters where they're just static. They don't change over time. They're just the same person at the start of the journey as the end, and there's no character arc. Silver has an amazing character arc that you slowly over time see him go from someone who was angry at his dad and just wants to just wants to destroy team rocket because he thinks it might just bring him a little bit of peace and relief from his childhood and through your interactions he slowly slowly warms to you and his pokemon and starts to realize ah it's not all about strength that won't get me what i want and he starts to build that friendship. There is hints at the end of the final battle in Mount Moon that, ah, you know what? I understand I understand now. Like I, I get why friendship is so important in Pokemon. And to see a rival go through quite possibly the, the greatest character arc and, and character growth in the entire Pokemon uh, series is amazing. All right. Closing arguments just off the back of that statement. Okay. Gen 2 is overrated because anything it does good, Gen 5 does better. Okay. Everything, uh, without every- fail. Everything, <laughs> everything we have mentioned, Gen 5 does better. Okay. Uh, my closing argument is that uh, Gen 2 isn't overrated. This is the generation that solidified Pokemon as a worldwide franchise and continued its, its continued success for the next, you know, seven generations after this, because it, it brought so much improvement, quality of life improvements, changes and updates that were very much needed, and more. They, they they just made a sequel and went, let's make it bigger, better, bolder, and it's a reason it's held up to such a high standard, even today. Who do you think won? Let us know in the comments down below on YouTube or, you know, on social media by sending us an email. We would love to know. I got very heated. Who won that. And very heated. <laughs> very, no, I wouldn't say yeah, got heated, loud. but in a friendly way. I got loud as well. I got loud. <laughs> loud as well. We are friends. I just need to point this out. Oh, and like, let's be, let's be honest with you. There, there are more than likely somewhere in the middle, there is, there is like, the perfect argument there into oh yeah like i, did, I, I, I don't saying. agree with most of what i said no. understand that that's the point of the format <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's exa- exactly exactly i love generation um, two i think it's amazing it's, <laughs> I really do. what was that sorry i, I love that. generation two so much yes, yes. it is it is so so good but we can acknowledge your criticisms but like uh-huh oh it's it's like it's really annoying because that those games are like nine out of ten 
And if they just fixed a couple of issues, they would be 10 out of 10 games. Again, I, I do stand by the fact, though, that it's not the way to play Johto. Yeah, I, I agree. Heart, Heart Gold, Soul, Soul Silver, Silver yes. are the way Defensive to play Johto. Way. Yes, agree. Complete, completely agree with that. Um, Connie, are you up for playing a game? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But can Connor spot the fake entry? We have three Pokemon, all hailing from Generation Two. Oh, the, yeah, the Johto region. And we're starting this week with Hootoot. So, entry number one. Hootoot has an internal organ that senses and tracks the Earth's rotation. Using this special organ, this Pokemon begins hooting at precisely the same time every day. Entry number two. Hootoot spends almost every day hidden in its nest. It only leaves during the night. And entry number three. Every day it tilts its head in the same rhythm. A long time ago, people raised these Pokemon to serve as clocks. That's amazing. Does that make any sense, though? Okay, so I'm leaning towards the second one because it's very simplistic. But that third one sounds... Oh, I'm going to go with the second one. You're correct. Well done. Okay. It's the second one. Well done, well done. I almost guessed I myself ho- out of it. <laughs> I was hoping that you'd go, okay, number two is safe, but it's safe because it's simplistic and safe. Whereas the other two are so out there that one of them must be fake. I thought you'd get I, into I kind of, with I, those two. I listened to the first one. I was like, there's no way you came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those, it's so unbelievable that it must be true. Yes, I get yeah. that. I could, yeah. Uh, the second Pokemon is Sentret. Entry number one. It is a cautious Pokemon. It spends long periods of time aloft its tail, scouting its surroundings for signs of danger. Entry number two. Timid by nature, it avoids other Pokemon at any cost. And the final entry. When Sentret sleeps, it does so while another stands guard. The Sentry wakes the others at the first sign of danger. When this Pokemon becomes separated from its pack, it becomes incapable of sleep due to fear. Mm. Now, have you done a super long one to make me think it's a ruby and sapphire one? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with number two again. Correct. Number two ah, yes. was, in fact, the correct one. And what's really annoying is um, I got two entries, wrote out a third one, and then and thought, then I better the- check. I, I I'd pretty much written one of the Pokedex entries. It's just, the worst, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, right. I spent a good five minutes writing that up, and it's pretty much weird for weird a Pokedex entry that currently exists. So, Connor, well done. You've got two out of two so far, but can you bring it home? Can you get the perfect three? Let's find out. So the final Pokemon is Ledibur. Entry number one. Ledibur communicate using a fluid that they secrete from where the legs join the body. They are said to convey feelings to others by altering the fluid's scent. Entry number two. When the weather turns cold, lots of ladybird gather from everywhere to cluster and keep each other warm. And the final Pokedex entry. Ladybirds seek companionship and can only be found alone if they have been separated from their swarm. So this is... Okay, I'm going to guess number two, and the reason I'm going to guess number two is because for the other two, you said Lediva, and for that one, you said Ladyva, which feels like you've written it how you thought it, and put an A in there, and you've read it that way, so that's that's the one I'm going with. 
I can understand why you did that. I'm ever so sorry. It's the it's third not, one. It's number three. It's the yep. third one. It's the third one, I'm afraid. Fair sorry. Enough. Don't read into how we pronounce Pokemon names because what, what was the one last week that I just couldn't pronounce? Oh, I can't even remember. I can, I can, there was the, I'm useless at it. Pokemon names are just not what I can... Sometimes I just pronounce them completely wrong. Um, so two out of three, you know, good effort. I'll well done, it. Connie. Yeah, you'll take it. Uh, let's move on to another comment. Uh, well, a question that we've had this week, courtesy of Tony uh, over on YouTube. What's a trip or vacation you've enjoyed with your family and or friends? So this was... Uh, it, you had to specify family or friends there because my immediate one was going to be, hey, do you remember that time I went to Japan? I talk about it a lot. Um <laughs> But I didn't go with my family. I went with my school. So family, I would say, I th- we went to Corfu. Yeah. And it was it was really weird. So it was technically my mom and my stepdad's honeymoon. And they took all the kids and their mates <laughs> away, right. away on this honeymoon with them. And we got to do a whole bunch of different stuff. So we went out to a zoo, which was great. Um, but one of the, my favorite experiences from it was I got to go on a, we did a, like a glass bottom boat, um, which wasn't that great because it was full of a bunch of people trying to hurt, huddle around this one little panel of glass. So you couldn't actually see anything. And then you were supposed to go to a beach and do a barbecue, but the beach was just hard stone and it was full of wasps and it was horrible. But the one good experience was I got to go in a submarine. Whoa, yeah, really? Yeah, no problem. Wow. So I got to go in a submarine, and I'm terrified of the ocean, but some of the, <laughs> some of the stuff you see, and I got to see an angel shark fly, swim underneath us, and that, that image has stuck with me for my entire life. So yeah, it's sim- simply for the ability to go in a submarine, Corfu. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. I've I've not got anything really like that to be quite honest with you. My my family, we were brought up on you know Haven holidays, Haven in holidays, Wales, yep, Butlins. Well, we we never went Butlins. We were always Havens, Haven, and it was always the um the the sun tokens like you know collect x amount of tokens you get the holiday for like seven pound fifty or something like ridiculously cheap. None um, of this is sponsored, by the way. Especially no, not, not, not the sun. Definitely not the sun. No, I completely agree with you. Um, so yeah, so um, um, but the holiday that I think stands out the most was um, about a month before COVID. Uh, m- me and my family went to York. Uh, so um, there was uh, me, my wife, my daughter, uh, my brother and his family. So the four of them, and then my mum, and we rented uh, an Airbnb in the yeah. centre of York, and. Being able to explore York is is fantastic. It's beautiful. Like going down, I think it's called the Cobbles, which is yep. like you know loads of Harry Potter shops. And there's a there's a shop that's Christmas all year round. And we went in February, so I walked in and the and the person behind the counter said Merry Christmas, and I froze and I didn't know what to do because I was like, <laughs> wait, so like my, part of my brain just shut down. Like, wait, I what? Hey, like and I had to like. Oh right, yeah. I'm in. A, I'm in a Christmas shop. Um, but just being able to explore York and like the cathedral, which is massive, and like the Airbnb that we stayed at, like we were on the top floor, and it had one of those like um, it has a slanted roof that you could open the hatch on, so you could like pop your head out and just look all over York. And and the reason why that the holiday like stands out 
not just because it you know time with the family and stuff like that there was i'm i'm not a person that like you know some people just appreciate art mm. and they 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 love art and they go to galleries and they talk about it. like I, i've never been that person i don't get it but i'm a firm believer now that there is like one piece of art that will just resonate with you because i oh. we went past an art shop and there was a be- there was this beautiful like oil painting of a really dark beach with two people stood on the beach. You've got the white moon up there and they're just holding a red love heart balloon. And I don't know what it was. Like, I was like, this is absolutely amazing. It was a lot of money. A lot of money that I like. I was like, I I I could I could get this, but I I can't warrant spending this much money on it. Yeah. But my wife surprised me with it for oh. Christmas. Because I was just like, what is this big square looking thing that's flat i just couldn't figure i was like what is this what i don't get what it is and then moles my wife had come away from it tracked down the shop managed to figure out what the painting was got her sister-in-law to purchase it so there was like no paper trail it wasn't wow. like there was there's no and i and i got this and just all these events just like we were only there for i think two nights so three days overall and there was just so much fun and excitement, and it, it was absolutely just a great holiday. And it's a shame this this question wasn't asked in two months' time because I've got a trip to Rome coming up this month, and at the end of next month I'm going to Disneyland Paris. So, oh. so hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know, Tony, ask this again in two months' time, see if my answers change. Yeah, when, when I come back from my holiday in August, where I'm going to York. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, full circle. Oh. So I go every year with my uni mates. We get a big fifteen-bedroom Airbnb and just spend a week together out in amazing. big farmhouse. Oh, that's just that's just beautiful, lads. That's absolutely amazing. I'd love to do something like that. It'd be so much fun. And let me guess, it's just like video games, exploring, and takeaways. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Except Absolutely for no perfect. takeaways, because there's enough of us there. Someone can cook. So, someone, someone can cook. That's that's absolutely brilliant. I love that. Uh, as always, if you've got a comment or question, links are in the uh, description down below. We want to hear from you whether or not it's Pokemon related or not. Uh, Connor, what have you got coming up? So, not my channel, but over on my friend Baker Bulbasaur's channel, we have started a collab series. We are doing a nice. battle lock, which is a okay. new format that we've kind of device we kind of we wanted to do a cage lock but i'm not a fan of the cage lock format because i think the battles are way too swingy i think being able to get um perks and kill your opponent's pokemon is a lot and it gets really heavy and losing is a little bit too much so the way we've done it is we've done a battle lock where uh if you win you get two perks um you get uh either tms or an item and you get to pick two if you lose you still get one of them your pokemon don't die in the battles they only die in the nuzlocks um but the format of the battles keeps changing so it's 3v3 singles 3v3 doubles 4v4 singles 4v4 doubles so you have to build teams differently depending on what gym you've just fought it's been really interesting it's it's a heavily edited down series we do like two hours of recording and then it becomes like 25 minute episodes really oh, really yeah. fun 
Nice. What what game are you playing? What game? Uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Oh, the bet. The, the, quite possibly the best. The best games. Like I. Okay, right. I'm gonna. It's episode one live. Episode one is live. Episode two will be live. Almost exactly the same time this episode goes live. The episodes go live over on his channel. Perfect. Right. Okay. Right. I know what I'm watching when I'm working from home tomorrow then because i have missed i have missed some kind of content so i'm looking forward to it um in terms of what i've got coming up funnily enough as tomorrow as of recording this um myself british eagle and soul christ who i've done content with in the past are uh doing a race we're doing a versus in pokemon emerald crest um for those that don't know what emerald crest is it's basically pokemon emerald but they've added pokemon up through generation eight including legends arceus in the game you've got megas primal pokemon a whole load of quality of life improvements and a steep level curve uh so we're you know we're racing to see who can who can beat the elite four and the champion in that game first and what i'm really enjoying about it is that it's, it's just, it just feels like the definitive way to play Emerald for me now because okay. it's added all these extra additions, quality of life improvements. Like you've got fairy types in there, you've got the physical and special split, um, you've got wild bosses. Like you, there are literally bosses in the overworld. And oh, I remember okay. the first time I played this, I was like, "Why is that? Why is there a sizzle in the forest?" And I walked into it, and suddenly I'm forced into a level 35 encounter that I just cannot <laughs> win. It's it, it's a fantastic way to play this game, and the and the, the you know it's got. I'd recommend if you could play it. I'd recommend you play it as well because it's got a built-in Nuzlocke feature. So you know, uh, in the past, yeah. it's like, "Oh, have I had a Pokemon in this route?" Like the game remembers. So if you get to a route and you've already caught a Pokemon there or failed to catch a Pokemon. It flat out refu- refuses to let you throw balls. Wow. Okay. And fair. if a Pokemon dies, it goes straight to the straight to your PC, so you don't even need to bother with it, and it gets grayed out, so you can't even pull so it out the bot. Like, and and the best thing about Emerald Crest is there's a um, there's story mode, which is the typical story that you experience, or there's a mode where you can choose where to start. So you can start on. You know, um, in, in Rustboro, you can start uh, on um, sl- Slateport. Like you can, you can basically choose where you start from, and you can choose which start which generation starts. Like there is so much under the hood of that game. It, it's just like the, the amount of time and love that's gone to it is absolutely fantastic. Sounds like sounds like a good series. Thank you very much. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Captain Fidget. And Ben, you can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. As for the Golden Rail Podcast, you can find us on all the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rail Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. See ya.